The geometry test is laid out before me, like the look what's new section of the stellar catalog. I understand everything. So this is what it feels like to be smart. No wonder the Ivies love it so much. Dr. Cox puts on some classical music, probably thinking it will motivate us. I have to give him props, because it does. Maybe it's helping me envision the flash mob of Ivies again, twirling around me in glorious number-filled circles. I can't believe this. I have to breathe deeply just to keep myself from giggling all the way through the test. Why don't I ever see Edwin laughing his way through tests, I wonder, or the English whiz, Grady? It's true. Knowledge really is power. Who knew? After answering a few more questions, it strikes me that I've never done this well on a test, or anything that's judged for that matter. Not even in a dance performance. I can never nail perfection. There's always room to improve. But here? It's black or white. Right or wrong. And today, it's right, baby. I know every last answer. This is insane. I feel as though I might scream or sing the hallelujah chorus. Ten minutes later, with more time to kill than imaginable... I glance over at Oliver, foreign-language-loving McGee. He is furiously riding. Edwin is, too. Wow, I'm almost finished even before any of the geeky guys. As I continue to scan around the room, Sawyer catches my eye and winks. Yikes. My high is immediately reversed. And that feeling comes over me again. The bad one the one that makes me wish I was Catholic and could go to confession, or at least rub some beads or something. Emerson. Dr. Cox motions for me to keep my eyes on my paper. I smile apologetically and turn the page to look at the last section of formulas. After writing the first answer in the blank, I quickly scan the rest. Piece of cake? Ten more minutes, Dr. Cox shouts. I look back at the questions and feel a strange new form of adrenaline kick in. Ducking my head, I ignore the awful feeling that I've stolen these answers and get to business finishing this thing with flair. Take that, geometry beast. Sawyer approaches my desk. Hey, you. Hi. I try not to look him in the eyes. I don't want to lead him on or anything. He clears his throat. You, uh, I just... What I'm trying to say is, if you need to practice some more, that's cool with me. I mean... He doesn't know how to have this conversation any better than I do, and he begins to rock back and forth on his feet. Thanks, I say, packing up. I'll think about it. I press my lips together and smile at him, grateful for the gift of his knowledge, and sorry about the way I got it. Next time, I'll pick someone I don't know at all, like Oliver. Kissing Ivy's may not be my proudest achievement, but it's genius. Operation Liplock is going to be about way more than practice kissing.
and if I apply myself, I won't have to do it for very long. Suddenly, I'm struck with the urge to tell Trina about it. But there's no way. She'd never understand. This must be what Peter Parker feels like. Super cool superhero, trapped in a web of silence. Speaking of Trina, she has texted me no less than seven times with things like, I love Silas, heart. Silas turns me on. Silas just smiled at me, swoon. Have you seen my juicy boyfriend today because he's hot? Ew. Talk about obsession. And I thought Frances was bad, pretending her pencils were making out in middle school. Leaving class, the front office secretary sticks her head out into the hallway and asks if I'll take a letter to Mr. Wheeler in the music room.